Whoa, dude, you gotta stop there. <laughs> Your voice cracked immediately. <laughs> I was fully expecting that. I was fully expecting like a okay, like, cut, 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 like, cut. Like, uh, like solid intro song, dude. And your voice cracked in the first. Do you know seconds. that song just came into my head? Do you know for some what that reason, song dude? is from? I didn't even pick it up. It's the was song it the Halo theme song. No, no bro, it's, it's the Step Brothers. It's Step Brothers. All oh. the family singing on their in their car ride. Sweet child of mine, dude. Oh my god, dude. That's the best, hilarious. The bro. best part of that scene is when he's like, "This is what I pay for. I pay twelve hundred dollars a week for this. Don't <laughs> for worry, I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it." Bro, that's genius. Yeah, that guy. That guy's amazing, by the way. Uh, the, uh, what's his name? Adam Scott. Yep. Yeah, dude. Adam Scott's really funny. He's dude, also you in, got it. Yeah, I remember the name. <laughs> you remember the name? Wow. He's also in. Uh, D. I know. I told you about this show, Severance, on Apple. Yeah, it's really fucking good, mm-hmm. dude. I don't know if you guys have been able to check it out. I got like halfway through an episode and fell asleep. I don't yeah. even have an Apple subscription, so you don't? Nope. Why not? I, I don't have, I have Apple every TV subscription, bro. So I don't have Netflix one, anymore either because they cut everybody else off. So who's where you're using? Brian and Brittany's for like six years. <laughs> Damn, and whatever. Probably you, using I know what you don't have. No, nope. whatever Yellowstone is on, you guys don't have that one because Mary we, was fishing for that one for a long time. I think we do have. It's that Paramount. One. Yeah, we have Paramount. I have Paramount. I just remember. I think it was one of the Super Bowls, and she's like, "So, Carrie, you're gonna uh, really? I'm a big Yellowstone fan too. You think you I could uh, that. share that subscription?" <laughs> she's yeah, just I like. That. No. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys, I am back from BravoCon. Good to be hey. back. <laughs> Good to be back, boys, in the studio. We are live. It is Monday night. We're recording a late one tonight, boys, but that's okay. I'm happy to be back. How was your guys' weekend? It was tight. I went to Ventura. Got hammered every day. Damn, that Dope. does sound tight. Yeah, it was super very, cool. Very, very. <laughs> sounds on like a standard course. <laughs> Nice, yeah. man. Sounds like a, just another weekend for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what about you, D? How was your Father's Day, man? It was good, dude. Yeah? Just did dad stuff. Cool. Smoked some meats. Yeah. I dude, did. I saw that. It looked bomb. It turned out pretty good, man. Shout out to Snake River Farms. That was a good Wagyu. Snake River Farms. I'll have to give them a look. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Sure, I'm sure you're listening. Yeah, mine was... Yeah, they probably are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine was pretty good, too, man. Uh, just hung out for the most part, uh, you know, with the little one. Oh, except I told you this, dude. So I had a little incident at the end of the night. Oh, God, what'd you do? So I went over to my pops' house to celebrate in the evening, and I brought Kona over because I usually bring her over. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I do, sometimes I don't. But I brought her over this time because, you know, she's a fun dog. People like hanging out with her. My dad loves her. So I brought her over. So she goes in the backyard, and we live at the bottom of a hill. Or there's a hill, right, that goes upwards. And then on that hill, there's another neighbor. Well, that neighbor has two dogs and every time Kona goes out there she goes up to those dogs and runs back and forth now she doesn't do that because she's trying to fight these dogs she does that because she's a border collie and by nature she's a herder so she's really trying to play right well every time she does go up there and do that does that I know that it pisses off the neighbor so I try to bring her down so I'm trying to call her trying to call her and she comes down the first time but then she gets out again goes up the second time and it's going back and forth, going back and forth. And this guy, the neighbor, I, I don't see him, but I see this huge stream of water out of nowhere. And oh, he, he starts spraying her. fucking spraying her, dude. And by that point, I had already had quite a bit of beers. And I turned into someone who I didn't even know, dude. I fucking lost it. I yelled at him, bro. I was all, don't spray my dog, motherfucker. <laughs> and he's all, he's all, 
I don't know who you're calling, motherfucker. And I'm all, you fucker. Don't spray my fucking dog. And then I closed the door. I got her downstairs and I got her inside. But I was fucking livid, dude. Because she wasn't just like a normal like spray, like wet. She was soaked, dude. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Dude? Come talk to me that. first. Yeah, right? dude. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's one thing if she was like trying to bite the dog or whatever. That's fair game, bro. I would like do that. She's too. on your side of the fence. Yeah, dude. And, and you have your dogs. They're right there. Fucking call your dogs in. Anyways. But other than that, I had a great father's day. <laughs> Speaking of dogs, we got to get into some dogs here, guys. But before we do that, let's get into the news of the week. Anybody want to hit us up with some news? Well, D-Hop's still on side. Yep. Shocker. Yep. He had his visits with the Patriots, his visits with the Titans. We kind of touched on this last week. We don't really love oh God. either landing spot. Um. Dalvin Cook, so this is kind of interesting. Today, he was saying he's kind of interested in teaming up with D-Hop and see if they can land on the same team. Yeah, really? I did see that. I didn't see I'm that. like, okay, well, I'm like, who's got the lowest, who's got the most cap space? Because who's going to afford both of you guys? Yeah. They're trying to create a super team like it's just fucking <laughs> basketball, dude. <laughs> God, stupid. But, uh, Brady, you're uh, Bill's Mafia. What's going on with uh Yeah, dude, Diggs, I don't know. Dude? I think... I think it's just a wide receiver being a wide receiver, to be honest. You know what I mean? A drama queen? Drama queen. I mean, we saw this in Minnesota. He's he's a diva, dude. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but obviously something happened. If I had to guess, something happened during practice, because that's what happened, right? So he got, he, I don't know if you guys know, but he walked off of a practice is essentially what happened. This is recently? This was recently. Yeah, okay. this is like right before the news broke where, oh man, like something's happening in Buffalo. Right. It was like the day before. So something happened, I'm, I'm assuming, in practice where he turned into a, a drama queen, fucking left, and that's that, man. It's, it's really, I really think it's just like a he said, she said kind of thing. I think it's going to be squashed. I really don't see like a big deal. It's interesting to see with it, but. Josh Allen take ownership of it, though. That was interesting. Yeah, I found that interesting as like, well. But what, I, I, what did you say, Josh? I, <laughs> what the fuck happened, dude? I think that's more, <laughs> I think that's more of Josh is trying to be a leader, you know? Like, I respect I don't, that, I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't know what's going on. Really, but you know, as the leader of your football team, you—I mean—he pretty much gave the political correct answer, which you should. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it's not a nothing burger at the end of the day. We'll see though. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, week one when Diggs only gets two catches. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I will say I—I I would be careful if I was Diggs. So, Brandon Bean, GM over there, has shown he has balls, dude. And if you bite the hand that feeds you, he has no problem cutting your ass. Well, so. for the sake of my dynasty team, I hope everything gets sorted out. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, for the sake of that offense, I hope it gets sorted out. We talked about this last yeah, week. You, you take you take that cog out, I think the whole freaking collapses. The whole thing comes down. Yeah, yeah. But then that just provides more upside for Josh Allen, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? Hold on. What? What's the upside in yeah. losing Dick? Bro, dude. more points. He's gonna use his legs more. He's going to use gonna his legs get, even yeah. more because he has no one to throw the ball to. <laughs> He's just going to get hurt then. Doesn't matter, dude. <laughs> if it gets me a ship, that's all that matters. Uh, uh, fuck. I don't know. And Josh Allen's a good enough quarterback to give the ball to any receiver, I think. I Dix, do think that is Diggs is, is definitely a talented receiver, but, I mean, if you replace Diggs with a bunch of average twos, threes, I still think Josh Allen does what he does. Because right now he just has Stefan Diggs and shit. Right. That's pretty much it. But yeah. if you that's were what there, we're saying. He's going to have there, shit. Yeah. Unless they get D-Hop or something like. Yeah, I was just going to say. But what I'm saying is if you had multiple shit <laughs> instead of just one piece of shit like Gabe Davis. 
then your chances are with all due respect, Mr. Davis. <laughs> yeah, with all due respect. Oh God. Anyways. You got Khalil Shakir? I like Khalil Shakir. Kid's the man. Let's get in and crack him. Let's, Let's do crack him. So we're hitting the dog days, boys. Yes, we are. The NBA finals are over. The uh Shout NH- out to Joker. NHL finals. Yes, Frank, Sh- the Stanley Cup. <laughs> air, air quotes over air here for all of us. All of us on YouTube. Shout air out to quotes. Joker, by the way, too. That guy's so fucking funny. Did you hear what he said about the parade? No, you didn't it was hear about a that? joke. No. <laughs> so they asked him after they won the fi- after he won the finals. They're like, "Yeah, you excited for the parade?" And he looks over to like someone who looks like his manager. He's all, "What day is the parade?" <laughs> and the guy is all Thursday, and he's all fuck. He's like, he's like, I need to go home, dude. I want to go home. And then so you take this MVP trophy to beat my country. (laughs) Flash forward to Friday or Thursday, the parade. And, you know, they get to like the end route of the parade where all the players talk and he's on there and he's like, yeah, I, uh, I, I lied. I fucking love parade. I want to be on parade. (laughs) So fucking funny. I dude. did see the coach absolutely hammered. Oh man, he's. A I like that guy a little bit more now. Yeah. Tell me he didn't look straight like out of the Inland Empire. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. With his flat bill sure. hat, dude. Yeah. He said it after they won the finals. He's like talking he's like, shit. I'm gonna probably be hungover tomorrow, and he was probably hammered until that parade. Yeah. Respect. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. But uh. Yeah. Dog we're, days. Everything's dog over. days, dude. Yeah. All we have is baseball, which is turning around for us, D. Hey. Slowly but surely, and really, I'm going not going to jump to shit on my side. I'm not going <laughs> to jump. I'm not going to jump the gun, but we're looking pretty good over the last. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually paying weeks. attention. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Let's <laughs> not jinx it. Yeah. Dodgers just got swept by the Giants. Probably going to get swept in at a, at Angel Stadium. Your boy Bobby Miller got lit up. Dude. Yes, he did. did. He? Oh, Fuck yeah, yeah, he did. Bro, yeah, he was due. He was undefeated, I think, until yeah. that game. So yeah. it's all good. Let's Anyways, crack him. Let's crack him to baseball. Crack him to the dog days. Delicious. All right, guys. So this week's episode, we are getting into our running back rankings 11 through 20, right? So we're going to do a countdown of our rankings starting with 20 and then to 11. But that's pretty much the gist of it, yeah? Yep. Yep. These next two episodes will be our top 20 running backs. And these, uh, the rankings we're talking about, kind of, we touched on this last week. These are our rankings right so we all made rankings Mm -hmm. and then we kind of averaged everything out and that became the rankings for the podcast which at one point once uh we hire a social media guy we're going to get those um rankings listed on our instagram our twitter so uh, all you hundreds of followers could see uh what see what the rankings are yeah but um and this is going to be for redraft yeah and and just doing a quick glance at this i think it's pretty solid dude i think we're spot on yeah i think it's pretty 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 straightforward but We'll let you guys decide uh, after we read these rankings. So, without further ado, let's get into this. At number 20, Alexander Madison. Frank? Yeah, so everybody knows who this guy is. Basically, Dalvin Cook's twin. It looks just like him when he's on the field. And if you have a Dalvin Cook, you've probably yelled at one of the runs that he's ripped off thinking it's Dalvin Cook only to find out it's Madison. That's that's me raising my hand. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, he's been there the last four years backing him up. And there's no Dalvin Cook now. So he's going to get the chance to win the job right out of camp. I think he's already the starting running back going into camp. There's two other guys there, um, Chandler McBride, which did not look bad last year. But um, the only concern with Madison for me is that he doesn't have that breakaway speed that Dalvin Cook had. 
mm-hmm. but he's got a big frame and he's shown he knows the offense and so he should slide slide right into this offense and basically pick up where Dalvin Cook left off. Um in what what I found super interesting in the 474 career touches he's had, he's only fumbled twice. Wow. That's impressive, right? Um so we have him at 20. I think I had him a little lower on my rankings, but I think 20 is a good spot. Um, it really depends on how he's how he handles how he can shoulder the workload. I think he can do it, and he should be a three down back day one. Yeah, dude, I think he's going to be a solid draft choice. I think a lot of people they get caught up in the hype with these handcuffs that are finally given a chance. Mm-hmm. Yes, and while Madison has been very solid in the roles where he's had to fill in for Cook, I think you kind of hit it. He doesn't have that explosiveness that Dalvin has, and he's just been very steady Eddie. So I expect him to come in, get a handful of the touches, run for a good average. A lot of it's going to come down to how many rushing touchdowns he gets because he's not breaking off those 50, 60, 70-yard runs that Cook has. He just doesn't have that kind of speed or that vision for that matter. I mean, they do look very similar, um, but... I think Madison tends to be a little bit more of a bruiser where Dalvin tends to be a little bit more shifty as well. Right. So I think I'd like him as a nice RB2. There's some upside there. I think I had him at 17. But overall, I mean, I think he's going to have a solid year. I For Dynasty, I think we're looking at a one, two-year window. I would probably – I'm probably not buying him. I'm selling him, frankly. Yeah. Get a first-round pick for him. Yeah, if you 100%. can. I mean, I think you can. He's a starting running back. He probably wore in a first-round pick. Mm. Yeah, I think more of maybe high second. Yeah, I, yeah I'm yeah, i kind of with you, D. I think – I don't know if he's worth a first, but definitely probably a high second. But, yeah, I'm kind of, you know, just looking at it, D, I think you hit the nail on the head in terms of, you know, these guys who finally get their chance to shine. That's a, that's a risk, dude. Like, we don't know if they're going – I mean, yeah, he's shown glimpses of it in the past, but – I don't know. Is he like a true workhorse running back to me? I mean, yeah, he is a bruiser, like you mentioned, but I don't think he's really a three down back. And then on, on top of that, I really still think, you know, he like I mentioned, he does have that limited run. So he hasn't really been the main guy for an extended period of time. And I think the Vikings are still going to want to pass the ball more than they're going to want to throw the ball. I think they proved that. I mean, pretty much last year they threw it, I think, fifth most times in the league. They just brought in Jordan Addison to, you know, improve that offense. So, yeah, I think for me, Alexander, I think I actually had him at 20, if I remember my personal rankings correctly. Nailed it. Yeah. So, I think that's a, probably a perfect spot for him. I do think. 21. I had him 21? Okay. So, pretty close. I had him 22. Okay. Yeah. So, I think this spot for him, I think, checks out for the most part. I think there's a lot of other people who are going to get into that. Once we say it, you're going to be like, yeah, that makes sense. And a little bit of a deeper dive here. It sounds like Chandler is going to back him up. That's kind of the word coming out of camp right now is that Chandler is going to be his backup. Mm. McBride is that rookie that they drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, who, he's, could, a deep, who, he's a deep, deep sleeper. Yeah, He fumbled four times, though, last year. Mm. And so if you're fumbling the ball. And he also can't pass block. You ain't, you ain't fucking playing. And he can't catch. Great. But Sounds like he's <laughs> irrelevant. <laughs> Super deep sleeper. I should, I should probably cut him. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Keep those backs, dude. Yeah. We're talking coma sleeper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's a sleeper of all sleepers, dude. He's all right. Dead asleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
cool. Well, let's get into our number nineteen guy or number nineteen ranked running back on the board here that we have, and that's James Conner out in Phoenix, Arizona for the Cardinals. He's a solid player, guys. Um, you know, he is a bit of on the on the older side. I think he's going into his age twenty eight season, if I remember correctly. I should know. I should. I have him on my dynasty team, but he's still solid, and I think you know that's going to remain the case coming into this season. He's, he's one of those guys whose floor is always going to be high because of the passing upside. He's always going to get a volume in that passing game. And with Kyler not there, you know, for God knows how long. I, I actually, As a side note, I don't think Kyler's going to play at all next year. I'm fine with that. Yeah, just 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 on personal gut instinct. I think he's too young to want to risk injury or re-injury. He's probably going to retire and just fuck just play the cod. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably make more money being Yo, a I'm professional I just got cod picked player. up by FaZe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But then, uh, yeah, in addition to that, you know, DeAndre's gone now, so that's extra passes that need to go to someone. And then, you know, they did invest in the offensive line with that sixth overall pick in Paris Johnson. So, yeah, I like I like James Conner going into the season as a solid RB2 with potential RB1 upside every other week, I guess. I mean, it depends on matchup. And something to know also that I found interesting that I didn't add to this tidbit um, – he averaged out over if he played a full season, he missed a handful of games. But if he averaged out what he did throughout the rest of the season, he would have been the tenth best back in the league. That sounds like James Conner. Yeah. So, you know, being so close to the sun, which is Kyler Murray, I do get a lot of James Conner blowback. And James Conner is James Conner. He's gonna get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> but when he plays, when he plays, he's good. Yeah. I think. What did he have a hammy injury last year, so he missed a handful of games. Yeah. But when he came back, I think he ended the season as a top ten running back just in those games that he returned from. He did. And what you're looking for with James Conner because he's not getting drafted super early. He's kind of in that dead zone of running backs right now. Mm-hmm. You're looking for those three down backs in that dead zone, and that's him. And he's that's him. Yep. And he just comes with a lot of risk. Yep. You just know he's going to probably miss eight. 12, 14 games. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, Jesus, but those few games that he plays, plug him in. Yeah. So he only missed three games last year. That's I think not it was a four. lot. Maybe four, maybe the last game of the season, but three in the middle of the year. And then after that, he came back. He was from week 10 on RB3, 16, 4, 5, 12, 4, 15. Yeah. To D's point, he absolutely yeah. killed it when he came he back. He did well. Yeah. So now a lot of that, at, one point, at what point was Kyler gone? Right. Yeah. But at the same time, he's not going to be there to start the year. Yeah. So he's going to remain the focal point of that offense. Whoever's trying to throw the ball to Hollywood Brown. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even. I don't. I honestly don't know who. I think it's still Cole McCoy. I don't think think so, man. I think. I don't know. I don't think he's there. I I think he was on a one year deal last year. I could be wrong. Frank pulled up. Yeah. I got you. Hey, Dave. (laughs) Can you can you grab that for us real quick? Thanks, bro. But I mean, this passing game is going to be. Irrelevant. I mean, yeah. if Colt McCoy is the one, the best option, if it is Colt McCoy, this team's gonna suck, dude. Oh yeah, they're gonna be in the Caleb Caleb Williams race, head on, and we're gonna be talking about this a year from now. Of what are they gonna do with Kyler Murray? Yeah, <laughs> it's Colt McCoy. Oh wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I don't. I mean, it's great for my dynasty team. Even if it wasn't Colt, this I'm plugging team's still in Colt. Suck, dude. So QB two. But yeah, I do like James Conner as RB two. Frank, what are your thoughts on James? I mean, I've. He's just been middle of the pack for me. 
Mm. Like, yeah, you always run the run the risk, like you guys are saying, that he's going to get hurt because he gets hurt every single freaking year. Yep. But when he performs, he performs well. The problem is I'm not so much worried about him. I'm worried about that entire situation. The Cardinals are a shitstorm. This is and true. Like, I tend to stay away from players when there's just chaos there. And I think that's why he's so low. Yeah. It's because just, in reality, like, he's he produces a, at a low-end RB1, high-end RB2 clip. Right. But... Yeah, I think yeah. it could be a down year just because that franchise is just a dumpster fire right now. <laughs> exactly. Like, I have Connor at right at 20, but, like, I could warrant moving him out and moving somebody in that may on a better offense. Like, James Connor would be healthier, but the problem is he has to pay $50 to use the rehab yeah. room every time he steps onto the f- every time that he sucks, steps onto bro. the Arizona campus. He has, to, <laughs> yeah. he has to pay his lunch per diem for fucking to be healthy, dude. Yep. Yes, he does. Poor guy's starving. Put some meat on his bones. Yeah. All right. Number 18, Frank. Number 18, we got Damian Pierce, Brady's boy from last season. So the second year back came in his rookie year. He was named the starting running back right out of camp last year. And everybody was like, like, I remember him going from early, way too early drafts as undrafted. And then all of a sudden he was getting drafted. Fifth round. Fifth round. Like out of nowhere. Yep. And then we saw the production on the field. We were on that guy early, bro. So from weeks three to 10, this guy ran for 670 yards, three touchdowns, caught 20 balls, 112 yards on 25 targets. This guy was lighting it up. Like he looked really good. He looked like the three down back everybody thought out of camp, but he played for Houston. And what do the NFL teams do that play for that play against bad teams? They just stop the one guy that's producing. Yeah. And (laughs) that's that's basically what figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. They just, Everybody concentrated on Damian Pierce, and then Davis Mills was just slinging the rock around, throwing picks, (laughs) and then Damian Pierce got hurt. So the reason why we have him this high, I think, is because all of us can agree in this room that he looked like a bona fide three-down back when he was healthy. Yeah. And those are those types of running backs that you draft in those later rounds that win you a fucking shit. Agreed. um, The Texans added Devin Singletary as a backup. and Womp. yeah, I mean, that doesn't scare me away from him one, one bit. Bum, bum, but, like, at least now they have a back that can give him a break because he, I just think he broke down in the middle of the year with that yeah. high ankle sprain, you know? And yeah, that's a valid point. So, along with that, they have D'Amico Ryans coming in, who is kind of a hard-nosed, defensive-minded coach, and those coaches tend to like to run the ball offensively. So, I don't know. Maybe we st- we start to see an uptick. One thing about I one thing I do like about this situation is that they got CJ Stroud coming in and offenses tend to lean on the run game with younger quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna talk about it later, but Damian Pierce, kind of my sleeper in the RB two range. So I think they're bringing that Shanahan Shanahan style run offense too, right? Since he came from oh, that's right. Since Ryan D'Amico came from the Niners. Yeah. So you know, know, he's maybe. he's part of the he's part of the Shanahan tree. If that is the case, then you know that's going to be a great run scheme for him. Exactly. But I'm with you, dude. I think I think there's some serious upside from Damian Pierce. Just watching him, he was fun to watch. He just ran pissed off. Yep. Mm-hmm. All the time, and I think you hit it, dude. Like the Texans were terrible. They had one weapon. One weapon, which was him. That's it. And they figured out, every team figured out to just load the box with nine, ten players. And hit that guy as many times as he could. Exactly. And then and he, he just got he just, Unfortunately, he broke down. Yeah. So, and I think I think that team was tanking, dude. That team was just flat out tanking. This team is not going to tank. This team is going to no. try and compete. They're still likely going to be terrible, 
Right. But they're going to they're going to want to win games. And what do you need to do to win games? You need to get the ball to your best player, and that's Damian Pierce for the Texans. Mm-hmm. So, and if they're running the ball and they're running it well, they're controlling the line of scrimmage, and that's how you win football games. So, I'd yeah. be happy if he's my second running back. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's no secret with you guys for me. I love me some Damian Pierce. So, I I had him higher than 18 personally. I think I had him as my 16th best running back coming into the season. You had him 16. But I think this is a fair landing spot as well. So, we really don't know what we're going to get until we see the season, obviously with the new, you know, coach coming in and if they do implement Shanahan's offense or something similar to it, you know, that worry of Singletary getting maybe some run uh, is a little alarming, but (laughs) I think it's more to your point, Frank. I think he's there to spell. Is Rex Burkett still there? Yeah, I think so, dude. That guy's been there for 10 years. Yeah, he's never going away. (laughs) He's never going away. He's just going to have that one game every year where he got three touchdowns like he has. Can I just get on a quick Rex Burkett rant, dude? Being like the owner of like Patriots running backs in the past, nothing would piss me off more than like, you know what? Ridley, we're going to shut you down for the oh, day. Okay. Yeah. And we're going to give Rex Burkhead all the touches just because you fumbled that one time in practice. Yeah. And we're not going to tell anyone. Yep. So if you started a Ridley in your fantasy football leagues, go fuck yourself. Yep. <laughs> the yeah. old Burkhead 30 burger coming in hot, dude. Oh, yeah, man. The old you know he's good for one, se- oh, one a season, dude. One a year. But, uh, yeah, guys, I love Damian Pierce. And then, I, th- I Frank, I think you mentioned it, obviously, with C.J. Stroud there, the rookie quarterback. They're going to lean on that run game. A little more, but also to your point, they have Singletary there, so hopefully they can keep him on the field for a full season. Who the hell is going to catch the ball there? I think. Well, that's a good. That's a Schultz. That's a good um, question. Collins. I think uh, you'll see. I think you'll see an uptick uptick in um, catches for Pierce as well. Yeah, I think he can. He can catch the ball, so he can do it. Yeah, dude, he reminds me of like. um, I don't know if I've told you. Maybe I have. He reminds me of like a more. He's smaller. But like a more athletic Frank Gore, dude. All right, just I like see. trucks. Pe- I mean, he he Frank Gore is like strictly. I'm gonna run you the fuck over, dude. Like that guy played 20 years in the NFL. I know, man. That's what <laughs> I'm saying, dude. I mean, I don't see Damian Pierce doing right. that. I mean, I that's, see Doug that's Martin. A long shot. Well, that's a good one too. I like that Doug Martin. Yeah. Yuck. But yeah, man, that kid's just an absolute monster. 18th running back. I can get with that. Right. And I definitely wouldn't be pissed if he's my RB2 either. All right. 17. 17, J.K. Dobbins. So now approaching year two after his post-significant ACL tear. And we've mentioned this before. Running backs tend to take, what, two years before they they return to full strength after their ACL tear. Yeah. And he certainly didn't look like himself. He lacked his speed. He lacked the sharp cuts last season. He had a few big plays where... All he saw was green in front of him, and he was still getting taken down from behind. Yikes. Which was concerning. Yeah. Um, He eventually did get shut down for a few weeks, about halfway through the year, and he had some cleanup work done on that knee. But even with all that, he still quietly put up some pretty strong numbers. He only played eight games. He averaged 5.6 yards per carry, had four runs of 20-plus yards on only 92 carries. His yards per carry is close to his rookie year, where he averaged actually six yards a carry, and that was only on 134 carries. So Dobbins is a player I'm actually really excited to see this season, because coming out of Ohio State, for me, he was one of the most exciting running backs 
in that 2020 draft class. And I'm going to get a little bold here. I think if he didn't tear that ACL, I think we'd be talking about J.K. Dobbins as the class of that draft class over Jonathan Taylor. That's very bold. <laughs> no fucking shot, dude. <laughs> well, you That's don't watch college bold. like I do, bro. Yeah, I mean. So I want to see what a healthy Dobbins can do, right? For the first time, he's entering the camp as the lead back. He's the third best weapon on that team behind Lamar and Andrews. And if Lamar would go down again, and he's going to go down again, <laughs> this offense is going to run through him. <laughs> and there's obvious concerns, which is why he's not ranked higher. He still has the injury kind of lingering over him. You got Lamar's rushing ability. So far, he's offered little to nothing in the passing game, which is surprising because he showed that he can catch the ball at Ohio State. And they've got that new offensive coordinator, you know, who tends to be a little bit more pass heavy. Yep. So it's a big change from that triple option run that Greg Roman used to run. But that said, I think JK is a real wild card this year. And I think he could be poised for a big year on the ground. He might be one of those middle dead zone running back similar to James Connors, but I think he's got the potential to crack the top 10. Like I could see him being a league winner and that's just me trusting the talent. So I'm scooping him up where I can. Like I said, I've kind of followed him. I've, I'd probably out of everybody here, I probably watched the most college football. And I remember this kid coming out, dude. And he went to Ohio State. So the, my first comp was Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, he was the best weapon on that team. So I was stoked when he went to the Ravens. I was a little bummed to watch him get eased into the offense that rookie year. But he was taken over by the end of the year. So when he tore his ACL, that was a huge blow to his dynasty stock. So this is kind of whatever all the J.K. Dobbins truthers have been waiting for. It's this season. So let's see if uh, let's see if he can live up to the hype. Yeah, dude. It's um, it's interesting because I was looking at, I was looking into J.K. Dobbins, and he's still listed, uh, one on the depth chart, even with like all that shit you just listed as problems, like above Gus Edwards, above. Because they got some good backs there. I mean, they he's got the some most talented backs. Yeah, they dude. got some serviceable backs there. Um, that I think could. F- fulfill that role you know you don't need a superstar running back there obviously with Lamar's ability to rush but anyone serviceable is going to put up points but yeah to your point I, I agree with you I think he is the most talented back there but to you know the points you also made about him being a little alarming is what scares me the most so being behind Lamar Jackson having that ACL injury doesn't catch the ball those are three huge red flags for me also <laughs> Also, already complaining about his contract. Is he? Yes. yes. Well, to be fair, yes. that's like yep. that's a trend going on with running backs right now. But dude. okay, they're all bitching. I bet you they all just hit let's, each other. All, Yo, let's just start bitching. This kid, dude. This kid talks a JK lot. J.K. Dobbins dude. is has absolutely yeah. no nothing to stand on about asking yeah. for money. <laughs> My guy has not played a full season. What are you talking about, bro? He's done he nothing, tore, dude. He tore his knee to shreds. Nobody needs money more than that guy, dude. Bro, you know they have like a, a an NFL running back group chat and once all the running backs saw JK start opening his mouth, they're like, God damn it, dude. Come We're going to fuck all of us. And that's why nobody else has gotten bro. paid. Yeah. That's why... And, Bro, look at all the look at all the big big players with big mouths, dude. Terrell Owens, Stefan Diggs, apparently all superstars. <laughs> I, I think JK is doing the right thing, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knows? We'll see though, man. I, I mean, if anything, don't bitch about money. Bitch about that fucking field you're practicing oh, on, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because that killed half the team last year. Because what? 
He tore his ACL. Yeah. The backup tore his ACL. Oh, yep. Right? Or, no, sorry, not the backup. Gus Edwards. Yeah, Gus yeah. Edwards. Marcus Peters tore his ACL. Ooh, and those man. are the three I remember. And I think they did it all within like three days, dude. The groundskeeper is in a freaking ditch right now, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, God. That's that's hilarious. Yeah, JK is a, a, an, interesting, an interesting one, though, for sure. Like, he is super talented, man. Like, you can see it. I think... When he was healthy, he averaged like the second most yards per carry at like five point nine, I think something like that. Um, I don't know if that was last year or the year before, but talent, talented <laughs> for sure. But dude, he was running with like a gimp. Yeah, like if you go back and watch his tape from like the second half of the year, dude, he's making these moves, gets oh, breaks through the second, breaks through the secondary. And starts to break away, and I swear to God, it looks like he's running with a pulled hammy. Oh. But he's trying to sprint, and then he just gets taken down. It's like, dude, it's there. Yeah. So this, is, so now he's telling us he's a hundred percent. So it's like, okay, dude, game on. I I feel like he's gonna have one of those years, dude, where he's gonna be like 1,200, 1200 rushing yards, eight or nine touchdowns, twelve hundred, maybe rushing yards? Fi- maybe fifteen catches, dude, for a touchdown. Yeah, fifteen catches ain't doing it for me. We dude. ain't gonna do it, unfortunately. But but who knows, dude? I think the I think Todd Monken's gonna run a more traditional offense. Oh, they I, just I they so. just paid Lamar, bro. They're not gonna run him into the ground. They might, dude. He's because what is he mean, done? Lamar might just but, do it at himself. But what is he? What has he done? Or he we might t- just we throw them out of the games. Week, <laughs> we touched on this last week, dude. Like he's had that one massive year. Yep. And then it's injured, 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 injured. Something's gonna change, bro. Like they're gonna that dial sure back shit on that. Run. Isn't gonna be his arm. That's for damn sure. Well, <laughs> if they think it's gonna be the arm instead of his legs, they're gonna be very, very sad. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's just gonna throw more picks. But um, yeah, I'm just not a J.K. Dobbins guy, man. He hasn't done shit. Like I don't, I didn't watch college, but all I've seen in the NFL is that he looked like shit rookie year because he was, I think he was banged up in the beginning of, the, of his first part of the rookie year. They just kind of eased him in. Okay, and then he missed the entire second part, the second year. Yeah, and then Towards came ba- came back last year. And yeah, I did watch some th- some of those games, and I do see, I know what you're talking about. That weird gimp, and he'd always get caught. But the guy's already complaining about money. You play for the Ravens. You're like you don't catch you don't catch balls. I'm gonna go after somebody else like Damian Pierce on this list rather than J.K. Dobbins. That's fair, dude. I think that's fair too. Yeah, clutch. On to 16. All right, 16, Travis Etienne. He finished RB17 in 2022. Etienne, he's the definition of a home run hitter. Yeah, this guy is frustrating. Yes, oh, he God. is, dude. So after his first full season in the league, he established himself as one of the most dangerous big play threats. He actually led the league in 20 and 40-yard runs. The problem is that's pretty much all he's got right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's a one-trick pony. He's had some fumbling issues. He can't move a pile. And he surprisingly didn't provide much in the passing game because yeah. it seems like that would be one of his strengths. Dude, totally. You know, especially I, I feel like Clemson, he had, dude. They would just throw I, it to the I wheel. I was going yeah. I feel like he hasn't been doing that the whole time he's been there. I don't, yeah. I don't Maybe understand. Maybe they just didn't use him the right way. I mean. Like game script because the Jaguars fell behind a lot. I don't know. Just trying to think what. Could, well, what there could was be. that that play week one, dude, where he was wide open. <laughs> he just dropped in the end zone, Ooh. dude. Yeah, that'll see a decrease in targets for yeah. sure. We're not going to throw it to you again. Yeah. Um, the team has already come out and said that he's going to be the primary back, but they also said they don't want to see him shouldering the load like he did last season. God, yeah, dude, I don't believe. What that. does that even mean? I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be the guy, but you're not going to yeah. be the guy. <laughs> well. 
<laughs> not to mention they drafted a very capable back. What the in fuck does that Tank mean, Bigsby. Kobe Bryant? <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only argument I need, yeah. Sean. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so what they're saying, Frankie, is you're going to get the ball first, but you're going to also get the ball less. Yeah. But um, I expect Etienne to kind of discontinue what he's been doing. I yeah. think he's going to pop off more big plays. I think he's going to be a focal point on that offense. Um, but I think there's going to be games where he just straight tanks your team. Yep. yep. You know, he's going to hit a home run one week, and then he's going to have seven carries for 28 yards another week dude mm-hmm. so he's very hot and cold he's still an rb2 in my opinion and i think he's going to finish exactly where he finished last year probably middle of the road rb 15 16 17 again yeah frank you have thoughts on travis yeah so he like he had a nice little run in the middle of last year between weeks like seven and nine rb8 rb7 rb3 and then a couple games late in the season during the playoffs rb15 rb5 so the ability is there but it's all of the other weeks that are decimating as a fantasy owner like you probably you probably didn't make the playoffs if you're starting this guy on a weekly basis and that's heartbreaking i did oh you did yeah by necessity (laughs) 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 okay so maybe you were deep at running back but i mean like if this is your guy your rb2 every single week man i i bet you probably lost more games than you won because rb44 week 1 rb31 week 2 rb29 week 3 rb56 week 4 ask me what my other option was dude aside from Austin Eckler who was my plug and play every week ask me who the other option was tell me jk dobbins <laughs> <laughs> clutch <laughs> okay okay oh, oh man bro I, also <laughs> also <laughs> another thing that it like you know, the whole pass catching thing is concerning, but I wonder if they just didn't scheme that and maybe because Trevor's it's, not there yet. It's frustrating, dude. It's really frustrating you know? because I, in Dynasty, drafted Travis Etienne mm-hmm. and I traded him to D. Yeah. Because I saw how talented of a back he was and, I'm, and knowing, you know, the format that we play, I was like, dude, this kid's going to can easily catch like 40, 50 balls a season. Sure. If they get him, the, if they get him the rock, but they don't do that, which is frustrating. I mean, I mean, to Dee's point, he's a home run hitter. He's either going to show up big or not show up at all. Yeah. And I, I, for me, I can't trust that as an RB2. For my R, my strategy for RB2 is I want the most solid floor running back. I Volume. Can get. Yeah. I need you to show up every week. Every week. Yeah. Dude. I need at least you to get me 10, 11, 12 points minimum with upside. And with him, you're either getting 30, which is great, or you're getting five, which is terrible. <laughs> <dude>. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want that as my RB2. Yeah. But the talent's there, man. And you also have what? to, you'll, sorry to cut you off, but you also have to think of the team you're building, too. Yeah. Because, yes, mm-hmm. you want to build the team that's going to score the most points, but when you have too many of those up-and-down players, mm-hmm. it's nine times out of ten, you're, it's not going to work out. Yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah, lose yeah. that week. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. All right, guys. So we – I don't even know. We said Travis was 16, right? Travis is 16. Okay, Travis so. is 16. Cool. So we're getting to 15, and I'll touch on this guy. And every time I see this guy, I just have, like – trauma flashbacks to brian proposing trades for him to me every year i can't stand this guy dude i can't either so and i think that's the reason why too <laughs> a trade just came to mind dude but go ahead yeah. <laughs> so we are talking about miles sanders uh formerly of the philadelphia eagles now with the carolina panthers and as i kind of touched on i am a self-admitting miles sanders hater i don't think he's that great of a back 
he had that one great year. I mean, really, I can't think of it. Did he have any other big year other than last year? He had a, at I Philly? think last his year. rookie year was pretty good. I don't remember, dude. Like, I honestly can't remember. But I just remember, you know, he was talked up so much, I feel like, in the national media for years. And I didn't see shit, really. Didn't he run behind Saquon Barkley? At Penn State. At Penn State, yeah. State. yeah, he did. yeah. Nice. Yeah, did you just that. look that up? No, I didn't. I knew yes, he did, dude. Bullshit. No, I did. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> he doesn't even know where Penn there State is, no is way bro. That you just knew that, dude. <laughs> I knew that, dude. Penn State, that's in Arkansas? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably something I'd say because I don't know geography either. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys. Uh, so, yeah, Miles Sanders, now in Carolina. But I got to say, I think, you know, for where he is right here, he could provide good value. Panthers like to run the ball. They finished top 12 in attempts last year. And that was with Deontay Foreman and, you know, what's his name? Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard. Thank you, Handling Duties. Now they have a better back, you know, self-admittedly. Let's be honest. Miles Sanders is better than both of those backs. Agreed. Um, who's going to be playing with the rookie QB? And we touched on this earlier. That usually spells for fantasy success. Appearing an established running back with or at a least volume. QB. At least volume chances. Honest, right? Yeah, yeah chances. I would say volume over success. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, volume a lot of times can translate to success right but i digress anyways i like sanders as a solid rb2 this year with potential low-end rb1 ups i could see him little probably i mean i think he'll probably finish right around where we have him ranked 15 16 maybe but i wouldn't also be shocked if i saw him finish like 12 11 if i were to choose a running back off this list to drop that i could see not repeating what he did last year it's this one it's mm-hmm. miles sanders a completely new situation he got shipped out of philly like how often do running backs that get traded like this repeat that same success from the year prior? Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. obviously Philadelphia was like, wow, we don't give a shit about you. We're going to send you to die in Carolina. You know, like what does that have to say about after what he just did this past year? Because he was very successful this last year, both from an NFL perspective and from a fantasy perspective. But it's just like, I just, this this guy I've never trusted in my entire, you know, since he's been in fantasy and I will not. <laughs> and, and I respect that. Yeah, Just, always, I can't do it. I've always wondered why the Eagles didn't trust him more, because when he got when they fed him the ball, he was productive. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just more of coaching philosophy. They just with the Eagles, they just run. They like to use five backs at all. Yeah, times. five, six, seven backs at all times. Yeah. You know, I think he was the best one, but for some reason, you know, injuries aside and other things like that like they just didn't feed him the ball yeah so i think last season he played so well because they finally started giving him the ball so much and the offense was moving so well he was finally scoring touchdowns yeah that was the big issue with miles sanders he just never scored touchdowns which is a problem he was the 12 carries 90 yards Ooh, one catch 10 yards and that's what that's what he was <laughs> yeah. he just would never get in the end zone i think there's two scenarios that's going to play out scenario one is He's going to be the focal point of that offense, you know, they're to protect that young rookie quarterback. Yeah. And Real quick, guys, if you hear noise, it's Frank <laughs> fucking up with his mic. He's a tard and can't figure out how to put a stand together. Go ahead. Continue, Dean. Well, no. D put the damn mic on. The thing's like slapping me in the face halfway through this episode. <laughs> Hell yeah, uh, dude. You're used to stuff slapping you in your yeah. face, dude. <laughs> Sorry, dude. So I think he's going to be the focal point of that offense. I mean, they had, what, Foreman and Chuba Hubbard rushing for, what, 200 yards a clip? Yeah. yeah. So that O-line, they're That's just good. a bunch of ro- road graders, dude. So yep. I think that could translate to fantasy success, success for him. Mm-hmm. Or I 
think the more likely scenario is that team's going to suck. <laughs> and Bryce That's... Young isn't going to move the ball enough to where he can't get the volume that he needs because they're going to be trailing all the time. Ooh, game script. Game script. So I'm really curious to see what Bryce Young will do. I mean, I you know, missed. I don't, I don't know if it's just the hype machine getting to me because I, I actually liked CJ, CJ Stroud over Bryce Young this year. But man, he's getting rave review. That is Bryce Young in camp. I mean, he, we already heard it. He got promoted already. I mean, that's not a huge accomplishment getting promoted over Andy Dalton. But nonetheless. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Nonetheless, dude. Yeah. I mean, still. You and know. I like the talent, but I mean, let's be clear. He's there's very few rookie quarterbacks that come out and, and light, light the, it up, yeah, light yeah. the world on fire. Yeah. They in, don't in season one. Yeah. And we all think that kid's just one hit away from becoming a Tua, dude. Yeah. But that's why Miles Sanders is there to help relieve the pressure. So we have Miles Sanders as our 15th rank running back. Going into the season. Let's get to 14. 14 is going to be old man Aaron Jones. Ugh, my guy. Another one. You my know, guy. 28 years old. Honestly, he showed no signs of slowing yeah, down. Yeah, this is like dude. the year when he, he should be slowing down. Right. Yeah. But he still finished RB9 last season. Finished with over 1,000 yards. Still very relevant in the passing game. I think he had over 60 catches last season. Mm-hmm. Seven TDs total. Majority were actually through the air. With Jordan Love taking over, I think it's likely that Green Boys Green Bay is going to be a very run-heavy offense. Yep. So I expect that Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon to both be weekly fantasy starters. I think they're both going to see steady workloads again. I mean, last season they combined for over 486 touch, touches. Yep. So can they hit 500? I think it's not out of the realm of possibility. I think also with limited passing options on that team, I think Jones could be Jordan Love's best friend in the passing game. I think he could remain to be that third down check down guy. He's 28. 28. So the decline should slowly be starting, Mm -hmm. but I didn't really see it last season. And if Jordan Love proves to be just a functioning, capable NFL quarterback and keeps this offense on the field, I think he could easily have another top 10 season. Yeah. Do you You think his, you know, um, I would say not decline. So the fact that he is producing still at this age has anything to do with the fact that he's been splitting time for what I feel like has been 100%. his whole career. Yes, a hundred percent. I mean, that's amazing. Like you said, he hasn't. You know, he's aging. Ni- Let me say this way: he's aging nicely. He is, yeah, like fine wine, baby. Yes. Yeah, I had him last year. I traded for him, hopefully to put me over the top and get a ship. Didn't work out, but yeah, to your point, D, he's still super productive. He's still going to catch a lot of balls. I still think he's going to – well, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how he's utilized in the red zone with A.J. Dillon because there were those times when they were in that five. It's just get the big boy the rock and he'll get it in. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, they also did like to use Aaron Jones out on the flats a lot too down there. So we'll see what happens. But I do like Aaron Jones a lot. I mean, he's probably on this list, I would say – Maybe one of the safest RB2s you could probably grab. I agree, dude. I yeah. think I think we're seeing a little bit of an Aaron Rodgers effect here. Mm-hmm. Like, so Aaron Rodgers left that offense, and now you have a top 10 running back that's current ADP in June is 55 overall. He's going off the board at RB17 overall. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me I could possibly score a fifth or top 10 running back in the fifth, sixth round? That's nice. Like, as my RB2? I would love to pair him with a Christian McCaffrey or an Austin Eckler and just Ooh. lock up that backfield. Yeah. 
I'd pair him with anyone, dude. If yeah. that's my RB2, I think that's I got solid. two top 10 running backs right Definitely. there. Yeah, I think you do too. Especially in our PPR format, baby. So yeah, I think you do too. No yeah, doubt. 72 targets, 59 catches last year. Didn't you have a bet with Brian about his targets? Yeah, I took 75. I took the under. Oh, and he had 72? Wait, so, and he so had you 72. hit. Damn. So hit. Yep. Have you been paid yet? Uh, yeah, he paid me in <laughs> Vegas that I quickly threw on the blackjack table. Let's go. <laughs> nice, dude. Uh, this guy also fucked me out of a parlay last year. He needed to get six yards in on the Thursday night game. I remember this. Remember that? Yes. And he didn't do it. I was so mad. I hate Aaron Jones. I'll never draft him. Nah. For value, I'll draft him. Um, I like Aaron Jones. I love pass catching backs. That's what he does. Was that game towards the end of the season? Yep. I remember that game because that's yep. the game. I he needed, lost. Like, I remember you got close, dude. I think he got within a yard, and then he like lost a couple yards. Yeah, and then <laughs> mm-hmm. he got it back, and I beat. I don't remember who I, it was. The guy who I played before you. Mm-hmm. I beat him by like point one point. Yep, and I lost my parlay. Yeah. Five hundred dollar parlay. Thank right down you, the Aaron Jones. Damn, dude, I didn't know this, but he rushed for eleven hundred yards last year, last season. Yeah, it seems like that's a lot. That's a lot for a split back situation, right. 1100 yards yeah. on 213 attempts. That's 5.26 yards per carry. And the one thing that was missing from his game last season is he's typically hits some pretty big runs. He does. And he didn't last year. So that's to me, that's probably like the first sign of like, okay, you know, maybe mm-hmm. he's slowing down. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, cause he, dude, he would have some monster games, dude. I think he had a game against Dallas where he had like what? 50 something fantasy. I points. do remember that. Yep. I remember but that as well. I don't Solid. know if he was on my team. He's twenty-eight. Point, I mean, yeah, this cliff has come. It's this cliff. It has to come at some point, right? Like, it is this the comes. year that it happens? I don't know. That's my only concern with Aaron Jones. But to your point, D, if you're drafting and you're getting him in the fifth round, I think that's going to change. Yeah. I, I mean, I, th- I think he's slowly going to start to creep up. Yeah, he's going to creep up. But he always goes pe- in like people, the second round. People yeah, are going to realize, round. oh wow, why is this guy so low? Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's no way this guy should be that slow. Yeah, we even have we even have him probably. Yeah, right outside like RB one territory. Dude, yeah, Aaron Rodgers effect, man. Yep. Like he leaves and everyone just abandons that whole Green Bay offense. There's some talent there, dude. There is. Oh Christian yeah, Watson. I think the people are just worried about Jordan Love. Yeah, rightfully yeah. so. Yeah, we just <laughs> we've never seen so. him. Like we just we've never seen him like in live action game. Do you like Jordan Love? I thought you were saying right. He does. I do now. Okay. I'm a I'm a dynasty by low candidate. I you know. He's an interesting play too. I, I'm, the talent I think is there as well, but yeah, we've yet to see really anything from him, so that's alarming. And there's a smart coach there, the head coach. Um, what's his name? Matt Lafleur. Matt Lafleur. Yeah. La, Matt Lafleur. So I'm sure he's gonna get he's gonna scheme this offense well for Jordan Love to make it easy for him to get the ball out and into space to his playmakers. Bro, he knows the offense. Yeah. He's. I mean, I just like the fact that he's been sitting behind Aaron Rodgers for what. Three seasons now. And again, you got to think he learned one or two things in that four yeah. in those three years. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> we'll look at Aaron Rodgers, dude. He sat behind Brett Favre for a long time. Yep. You know, I mean, there's. I feel like there's a tendency for these quarterbacks that sit that they redshirt. Mm-hmm. They just tend to see a little bit more success. I'm not yeah. saying they're going to be- become superstars, but I don't think he's going to f- come out and just completely shit the bed. Yep. We'll so. see. Okay. Yeah, Aaron Jones. Back to the bigger point. Our 14th rank running back. Going into the season. And speaking, Frank, to your point about teams that can't scheme, let's talk about Najee Harris, dude. (laughs) I don't – so this dude has talent, okay? And he proved it his rookie year. But last year, he this dude fell off a fucking cliff, man. I don't know what happened. And as someone who drafted him in redraft, it was incredibly frustrating. Um, 
because the, the hype was so high for him going into the season. I remember oh. asking you guys. He finished a third I was like, running back his rookie year. I, I think I asked back. you, D, would you would I rather draft would you rather draft Najee Harris or Austin Eckler? I think I asked you that, like before the draft. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. Comparing the two of them now? <laughs> one, well, one only finishes the best running back. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But, the, like, the, but those that was a valid question. question. Those that were was the questions question. you had to ask yourself. That was a valid yeah. question before the start of the season last year. Um, so, yeah, guys. Like, like I said, for where he was hyped going into last year, it did not work out that well. It took him until week 11 to crack a 20-point game. Do you guys know how many he had after that? Hit me. He hit a roll. Just one. Nice. He, he just had one. Uh, a small roll. Yeah. So A jelly roll. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, looking at our list, our personal rankings, I was like, man, why is this guy, why do we have him, like, still kind of high? And it's kind of like the James Conner situation. His floor in the passing game is going to be stable. Like, it's always going to be there. He's always going to get a five, six targets a game. I don't think that's going to change at all, really, going into this season. Um, but here's a list of guys who had more single-point fantasy games than Najee. Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Ramondre Stevenson, Tony Pollard, Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, and Jamal Williams. All of those guys finished higher in ranking than Najee, with Jacobs, Henry, and Chubb noticeably finishing ranked within the top six. Pretty wild. So like I said, that floor in the passing game is always going to keep them around this kind of level of RB territory in terms of rankings. I don't know if I'm – because this is just, you know, my personal bias now because he fucked me so hard last year. (laughs) I don't know if I want to take a chance on him again, but I can see the temptation to do so in wanting him to have, you know, have him be your RB2. Because I think – I mean, it's there for him. He can do it easily. But, again, my personal bias, I don't know. Well, I think he's got the upside. We did our mock draft, and that's who I ended up having as my RB2. Yep, at the end of the second. I think, yeah, end of the second or in third. Either way, he was my RB2. But I, with a lot of running backs, I tend to look at what they did the second half of the year. Like, whatever you did week week one to week four, like, that doesn't really get – I don't give a shit. That doesn't really matter as much to me when when I'm talking about what's going to happen this season. Like, what did you do at the end of the season – and I remember Najee was injured the first half, and he kind of credits to his, I guess, second half resurgence to him being healthy. And I think the team just kind of feeding him the ball more. What I mean, everything. Dude? There was no. Well, dude, everything kind of changed when Kenny Pickett came in. I guess. You know. I mean, so, I'm looking at his finishes though, in like week eleven RB three, week twelve RB twenty eight, week thirteen RB twenty five, week fifteen. 14 RB 15 like and then his best finish after that is RB 9 so it's like that doesn't just say that doesn't inspire confidence zero well that what is that three top three RB 1 finishes he only had two I think two okay yeah but like I said from, someone, week, from week 11 to week 18 two top R two or two RB 1 finishes so it's that's just tough that's like tough. I wouldn't call that a resurgence I'd call that like yeah, well, I mean, you had one. Read, good week. read oh, off. We'll read off what he did before that, dude. That oh, goal. it's bad. <laughs> a resurgence. I mean, bro. <laughs> anything from zero. They're like, there's only one way to go up from zero, right? Like that's what that was. Yeah. I mean, I'm not 
so his first year he finished the third best running back in fantasy football. Impressive. So we know the talent's there. Last year he was hurt. I'll give him that. And then their cha- the offense changed going from Ben Roethlisberger to Kenny Pickett and whatever else they had there. So it's all going to be dependent on how that offense looks this year. It's not, this isn't like player because, or this isn't player based because we know he can do it. It's team based. So I like the volume though. Yeah. Because that is the Pittsburgh, it's Pittsburgh feeds one back and one back only. Yep. That's true. So that's true. Although, what's his name? Uh, Warren. That kid looks him. good. That kid looks really good. So if you're a Najee owner, maybe go get yourself some Warren. Yes, you definitely cuff him. Yeah. Also, quick note about Najee Harris. Apparently, he slimmed down, and so he's been looking really explosive in camp. But everybody lose, looks like explosive. Everybody looks explosive in shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially those training shorts, dude. Nice. <laughs> oh, man. So Najee Harris, 13th running back overall. Let's get to 12. All right, 12. Brees Hall. Oh, so sad. I got to be honest. If I could donate my ACL yeah. to Brees so he, he, so he could keep doing what he did last season and I could win my league, I would do it. Yeah. No I questions agree. asked. I mean, the kid was a fantasy darling in the making. You know, he was so efficient on the ground, 5.8 yards per carry as a rookie, only 80 attempts. And I think what's even more impressive was like his usage in the passing game. He actually ended up with 30 targets through those first seven weeks. And the team slowly cranked up his usage to start. I mean, but even in week two, dude, he finished RB14 on the week with only 27% of the snaps, dude. Impressive. Insane. And then from then on, he was a top 15 running back up until he tore his ACL in week seven. (laughs) Damn it. (sighs) And (laughs) that game alone that he tore his ACL, he already had 72 yards and a touchdown off four freaking carries. Like he was on, like th- that was the game. Dude, I was watching that game. Me too. As a Brees Hall dynasty owner, yeah. I saw it. I don't know, man. I mean, the fantasy gods, they just work in mysterious ways. But this one hurt, dude. I think this hurt all of the fantasy community because like we saw a, run- a rookie running back that had it. Yep. yep. He looked freaking special. You know, and I think he's still the next great running back. I mean, for dynasty, I'd still have him slotted as the number two running back behind Bijan Robinson. But let's be clear, dude. If it wasn't for that ACL tear, I think we'd all have him as a top five back this year. Easy. I agree. But Without he probably pressure. would have pushed for top three. Yes. But history shows us running backs are not up to speed until that second year. Agreed. So this first year after his tear, we have to take just a grain of salt and just can't expect him to have that massive top five year that we all wish we, we all wish he could have. Mm-hmm. Now, the reports are he's looking good optimistic he's saying he should be good to go for week one but i'd imagine the jets are going to temper his usage to start the year definitely especially with a rod in town and if i were to predict what's going to happen i think he's going to get off to a slow start because of his injury the jets also have a tough schedule to start i think if he could stay healthy he'll finish the season strong i mean i mean we have him at 12 the adp still has breeze going in the second round and honestly i love breeze but that's just too high for me yeah and I love the talent, but a second-round pick on a guy who's less than a year removed from his ACL tear, that's sketch, dude. Even, so the se- you're staying away second-round, like, every pick? So I'm, let's say you had the one. Would you grab him with that last pick? The 2-3 turn? Yeah. No. No? But would you grab him on the third? No, I'm probably staying really? away, dude. I, wow. I, would, I think I would take him maybe in the 3-4 turn. Okay. 
Interesting. Because let's see here. I mean, if I'm in that territory, I could prob. I mean, I know I can get an Aaron Jones. Right. Yeah. You know, I could probably get a Najee Harris. I could get a guy that hasn't torn his ACL less than a year ago. <laughs> dude. Great <laughs> like, point. Bottom line, dude. Like, yeah. You know, or I could get a top end wide receiver. I'd probably take Garrett Wilson over Oof, Brees Hall. Baby. And I love Brees Hall, but it's the it's the ACL tear, bro. Yeah. It's scary. I mean, like I hear you. Maybe we have him too high. Because I mean if we're gonna if we're gonna take him there, then why don't we take Javante there? Oh God. Yeah, that's a right? good point. Yeah. Also a very talented young running back that's who tore his ACL and other things around the same time. <laughs> so poor Javante. <laughs> Brees Hall, yeah. you, have him, 16, board, you have him at 16, D. I have him at 12, and Brady has him at 11. I'm starting to think maybe we do have Brees a little high. Yeah, now that D kind of laid that out there. Because I'm, I'm with him. Like, I mean, I was shopping Brees after. I mean, not really, but. You were. I theoretically put out, you know, feelers for Brees after yeah. he tore his ACL. I, I mean, I'm just not a fan of running backs who tear their ACLs. Like, it's history has shown, I think we've talked about it in the past, D. I think only two guys have come back stronger, one being AP, and I can't remember who the other guy was. Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles, yeah. Jamal Charles. Who had, like, all world seasons after that. And so, <laughs> but those guys are fucking freaks of nature, dude. Yeah. yeah. And so, while I think Brees is special, I mean, I'm just taking – He's not that level. I'm dude. taking the history here. Yeah, dude. yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, same. I'm taking the history as well. So, yeah, maybe he is a little too high. I don't know. It just hurts for me personally as a dynasty owner of Brees Hall. But, yeah, I, I definitely – I mean, these rankings that. are going to change. As a, as a dynasty owner, like – it is what it is. I yeah, mean, you I'm just not going to sell. You just sell. ride the wave. I'm, yeah, I'm going to ride the wave this season, yeah. but I'm not selling him. Yeah, I'm not either. But, yeah. All right. Our last guy? Last guy. Last guy. Joe Mixon, the good but not great fantasy producer. I love Joe Mixon because he al- he's just he's always been the volume guy ever since he's come in the league. Um, He had a really weird offseason. You know, he had... I'm honestly surprised he's not suspended, but I guess nothing has really happened from that whole like shooting thing that happened. And then he was a, it looked like he was going to be a cap casualty early on, but he's still in Cincinnati. And so, I mean, I think Joe Mixon is going to go exactly where he's always gone. Early second, end of first in that territory. And he's going to give you exactly those numbers, R- high RB2 and RB1. Um, he had that massive game last year where he put up like 55 points. The concerning thing about that is all of his, like more than half his touchdowns came that game. And so, yeah, so like it's it's weird because like his, his rushing was down, but his targets were up 75, his receptions were up 60, and his receiving yards 441, all career highs. So he may not have been rushing the ball, but he was still he was getting more action in the passing game, and that's he with... 60 catches last yeah. Catches, yep. Damn. He, and that was with Samaje Perrine there. Yeah, so wow. He's gone now. And so I only got to imagine that his situation should improve, even though he's probably in the back half, if not the back nine of his career. Like at some point we're going to start to see, like, and we may like could even suggest that last year was started, was the drop off for him. But um, I definitely think it's coming. The, the concerning thing about that is the offensive line was terrible in Cincinnati last year, but they did just get Orlando Brown. So that situation should get nice better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Cool has been stealing the goal line touchdowns. Yes, he has. And that's not going to change. <laughs> so, <laughs> guy's got moxie, baby. Like, it's frustrating being a Joe Mixon owner, dude. I mean, he has the ability to be an RB1, but he's just like, he's always one touchdown away from that situation. And so, like, I think this is his last year where you can warrant drafting Joe Mixon in that space because I think next year he's either not on the team 
or we see the drop off. He's definitely not going to be on the team. Yeah, I think this is where we have him is probably probably too high too for Joe Mixon. Now that I think about it, and I think the only reason why he's this high is because he's highest on my board because I love Joe Mixon. <laughs> <laughs> so Brady, so Brady and I both had Joe Mixon at twenty four, but Frank had him at <laughs> number two, <laughs> number two baby. <laughs> so that's why he's here. So that's why he sits here. No, he. So you guys actually, it's not that bad. You had him at eleven. Uh, D, Brady, 12, me, 10. Yeah. yeah. So it's like all right there I in the same range. Dude, I think this is this is who he is, dude. Right. And if you look at the advanced metrics, like he's been kind of in a steady decline, you know, overall. But his numbers are inflated because he gets so much work. Mm-hmm. And you love so, that volume. Yeah. You got you to gotta account for something, dude. I mean, if you play in like a targets league or a t- attempts league, you know, Joe Mixon is a fantasy winner for you. For sure. But I think he's got one more good year in him, dude. And I think it's going to be this year. They they added Chase Brown. I don't think that does anything for oh me. Boy, I Chase. mean, they're not even talking about him as being the backup right now. Damn right. It. So. Stash play for Dynasty, baby. Coma sleeper. <laughs> Coma <laughs> sleeper. Coma sleeper. Coma toast for me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. I think this is who he is, dude. I mean, he's just a big volume guy. He's not really rushing for average anymore. You take that massive game out, I don't even think he cracks the top 20. Right. So, And that's the concerning thing there. Right. I but mean, he did have that massive game. We saw the ceiling. He did, bro. 55. Wasn't that like 50-something points? Yeah, that's 55 crazy. points, four rushing touchdowns, one receiving touchdown, 153 rushing yards, 60 receiving yards. Massive Joe Mixon game. Gosh. Joe, work. Joe, like, I feel like every season – when Joe gets drafted, that person's like, man, hell yeah, I got Joe Mixon as my RB2. And then at some point during the season, you're like, why was I fucking stoked about that, dude? Mm-hmm. So just, I would say last year. who he is, dude. So I've had him in Dynasty now for two straight years. So like the first year I drafted him, he finished RB5, I think. And then last year, we saw the decline in rushing, and that was the problem with him. It, so And also touchdowns, because he had 13 on the ground, and last year he had seven. And I blame Joe Cool, you bastards, doing those goal line touchdowns. Yeah, man. Like, they just need a guy there, dude, to relieve Joe yeah. Cool from time to time. That's all that running back is. So that's why when Chase Brown comes in a couple of years, you heard it here first. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> cool. So, so that wraps up 20 yeah, through 11. That's 20 through 11. So we did this last week. Let's touch on some dark horses. Frank, you got a dark horse that you think you can I crack do. the top 10? So. Uh, my dark horse is in the RB2 territory. I think it's Damian Pierce. I think if he stays healthy, he can be a bona fide three down back. And I think it's possible that he can jump up there. Okay. But what what has to happen there is like CJ Shroud can't be complete trash because then they're just going to sack the box <laughs> like they did last year. Yeah. <laughs> so, but he's my dark horse. Okay. Nice. I can't believe I'm saying this because if you know me, I hate this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My dark horse is Cam Akers. Oh, God. Ooh, That's I, not terrible, though, dude. Dude, I think his time has finally arrived, dude. Between the Achilles injury and the internal drama where he almost got treated, he's had a, a bumpy road, but it looks like the backfield is finally his, dude. Mm-hmm. So he took hold of the backfield to week 13. He had 70% of the snaps, running back snaps, that is. From that point on, seven total touchdowns. He actually ended with a three-game streak of 100-plus yards, four top 15 fantasy finishes including one finish as rb1 overall in week 16 mcveigh already said they plan on having him being a huge part of the offense they drafted zach evans in the six but that don't see him factoring into the offense at all this year so 
I think Akers will be the Robin to Cooper Cup's Batman, and he's going to factor heavily in that offense. Way too early ADP, 75th overall. He's our 24th ranked running back. He's a three down back, sixth, seventh round. With that upside, sign me up. So where do you think he ends? Uh, or if, you know, he hits, like you said. If he hits? Yeah, if he hits. Uh, probably 8, 9, 10. 8, 9, 10. Wow. That's impressive, dude. Th- there's uh, a lot of things need to happen there. That um, offense needs to get right. Matt Stafford needs to not look like shit. The play calling needs to change. Like, there's a lot of things there that need to change. That, like, need to go right, I think, for Cam Akers to have a top 10 finish in fantasy. Well, he was playing well with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Baker Mayfield's God, dude. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, dude I got to trust what's coming out of camp. Yeah. Stafford's saying he's healthy. Is he? And what, okay. did, he sh- what did he show us last season? That's like, true. When they, f- when they said, oh, okay, Cam, you can finally play football. So they finally gave him the ball, and they gave it to him steadily. I mean, the Rams are one of those teams that will feed a three-down running back. Mm-hmm. They, did, they added one in the sixth round. Doesn't move the needle. Mm-hmm. Right? So... He's the guy, yeah. you know. I, now, granted, if they say they add a Dalvin Cook or Ooh. one of these other guys, that's going to change. But right. I mean, if he goes into Week One being the running back, I mean, it's Cooper Cup and him, dude. Right? Like that's it. So yeah, damn, well, he man. was getting drafted in the second round last year, and then completely destroying fantasy fantasy <laughs> lives, dude. <laughs> did you see what he did to Nick's team? Oh yeah, oh, dude. God, dude. Complete was he going wreck. that early? I think he went in the second round last year. In our There's no way. Either dude, second or third round. He, he barely played this the year before. He went high. He he was, he was came out going high last year. See, but this is what I'm saying, though. Now he's not going high. He's the 24th ranked running back. Yeah. So he's probably your RB2, RB3. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, the key is you got you need to find that Josh Jacobs. You yep. need to find that dead zone running right. back that hits, dude. Yep. Because that changes everything everything if now if you could roll with two three top 10 running backs because there's a chance that this guy might be your third back just like josh jacobs that could have been your third back dude last year yeah that's a game changer now you're looking at at least maybe 60 points a clip just from your two running backs in your flex that's your floor that's nice that is nice very nice uh yeah guys to close out here just looking at my personal list rankings i see a guy who i think could easily probably crack the RB2 Terry. Maybe even, I don't know about RB1, but David Montgomery. I don't think that offensive philosophy is going to change much in Detroit. I think he's going to step in there and fill that Jamal Williams role. He's going to vulture a bunch of fucking touchdowns. Yeah, he had 15 Jamal Dude, Williams. He had last so year. many fucking touchdowns. And I think 15? Jamal finished and that he's, And he's better than Jamal Williams. Yeah, yeah, and I think he finished, Jamal finished like the seventh best back in PPR. And that might need to be fact checked. I don't know for sure. Dave, but um, Dave, get on that, please. Yeah, Dave, hurry up, please. But yeah, guys, I see David Montgomery definitely doing big things in in Detroit if he can stay healthy on the field. Because yeah, like you said, dude, he's a talented back. For all the shit he got in Chicago, guy's a talented back. What about his running mate? Ooh, are we talking about him, Jimmy, or, or is he for another episode? Do we, we want to talk mean, about him? But we got. I mean, we're pushing it, but let's talk about him. Okay, Jameer Gibbs. So I, for me, I mean that that guy's all hype, dude. I mean, I don't I don't want to say all hype. But the hype train is massive on him, and I get it. Caught 100 balls in college. He's going to a team that's probably going to use him in that passing role type of situations. So, yeah, I see definitely the allure. But me personally, I'm just very wary with rookie players in general. It doesn't have to be a running back. It could be a quarterback. It could be anything. Like, until I know for sure what I'm getting, 
I'm not going to rank him above guys like a David Montgomery or, you know, some of these other guys we've talked about. I think if there's one guy where we're like, damn it, like it's we should we should have saw it coming. It's him. I think it could be him. Yeah. Just because the t- the talent is there, dude. He's just he just and I actually loses talent. I actually redact my statement. I do have Gibbs higher than Montgomery in my rankings. <laughs> 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 Whoops, <laughs> not by much. Just that's twenty two. Everything I said, just place that with trash you. it. <laughs> just so Jameer Gibbs is your guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Just kidding, said, everyone. Jameer Gibbs is my dark horse. Yeah. Oh, Good night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I feel like the Gibbs Montgomery is just the better version of Swift and Williams. Potentially. Like, you yeah, know man. what I mean? Like, Which is why I like Montgomery. It, Swift but is – was. I don't think Swift was really their guy last year, and he got hurt. They, did they made that like very him, clear, dude, dude by yeah. shipping him out. Yeah, yeah. and then they drafted you, this you kid. You obviously did not watch Hard Knocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, I don't watch that. But, like – from what I'm reading in camp, this guy's already taking snaps at receiver. Really? Yeah, along mm-hmm. with running back duties. Okay. So interesting. I we love we love backs that catch balls here. We do, dude. I, I think they are looking at Gibbs as the best weapon they have, so they're going to try and get him the ball in many different ways. That's going to be insane. Yeah, but he's small. Yeah, he's very small. So like, there's one comp that comes to mind, and five, it's kind of low hanging fruit because this guy was also a lion, but he was also very electric. Javid Best. Javid Best, bro. Great, dude. I knew and that. And what is that guy doing now? Dude, that that sucked. He's a track coach at Salesian High School. Is he? Yes. Hell at least he was dude. when my cousins were there. Oh. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah, dude. But, cool. yeah, lightning in a bottle didn't last long, dude. Did nope. You? Yeah. So, we'll see. We will see. All right, guys. Does that wrap it up? That's it. That's all we got. It's cool. Fun. So, that was episode 11, RB rankings 20 to 11. I think next week we'll be doing. We'll finish the, the top, finish 10. The top one. ten. Yeah, finish cool. the top twenty. I'm excited for that, boys. It was good to be back. This was fun. Until next time, see you guys later. Late.